dedicated to truth, justice, and peace for all mankind. The world's greatest super friends. Hello and welcome to episode 25 of Nerdstocking. I'm Bill, and with me as always is Chad. Justice League, good night. Justice League, good night? Good night. Unite. Oh. Ignite. Fight or flight. Tonight we're hoping to do justice to Justice League. I'd like to start off by uh, just talking about box office reception. So on uh, Rotten Tomatoes this morning when I checked, it was 39%. But the audience rating was 85%. So That's it goes right. to prove the difference between the critics and people that actually go to see a film. Well, you know, I, I guess the thing is, is, is Rotten Tomatoes just perhaps a collection of douchebaggery? <laughs> well, all it really does is, is uh, aggregate reviews. So, But a bunch of like pretentious douchebaggeries. <laughs> I think it does everybody, doesn't it? Does, does it? all of them? Yeah, but isn't it like people sign up and they go in there and then they, oh, I want to get my review. I don't know how they sign up if they go after it. They just accumulate the reviews from online and newspapers, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it was a subscriber-based uh, review platform. No, if you become a member, you can do the audience stuff and rate it as an audience. But the critics don't have to sign up to Rotten Tomatoes. They're just aggregated. It was an yeah. aggregate site of reviews. I've never actually looked at it ever once, not once in my life. <laughs> really? Really. You've never used it to gauge whether you should go see a film or not? Never looked at it. I've never actually listened <laughs> to any critic ever, not mm. once. No, like sometimes I used to watch Ebert and Siskel. Yeah, but again, it had no bearing. I just like to watch them fight. Right, be catty with each other. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, I, I, I never because most of the films that I loved were panned. Right, Highlander was a bomb. Rocky right. Horror Picture Show was a bomb. Right, you know I could go on. There's more than just those two. <laughs> those are the two movies you've seen, Chad. Yeah, there's lots of films they've said are great. <laughs> Which are boring. Right. Like 2001 A Space Odyssey? Oh my God. <laughs> Did the critics like Blade Runner? No. <clears throat> well, I. Okay, well then I agree with them. I always remember, I don't think they did, but uh, I always remember I was incensed because I always used to get Leonard Malton's mo- video review guide or movie review yeah, guide me too. every year. Yeah. And he, he gave uh, Blade Runner two stars out of four, and it always used to piss me off. <laughs> yeah. What's the matter with you? He had he had sense. Yeah, but uh, the, um, it's just funny to me how it's being painted as a disaster, right? Oh, it's a disaster, disappointing. Justice League stumbles because I think it got ninety six or ninety eight million its opening weekend domestically, and that's below uh, recent Marvel films. But then, if you include the Worldwide box office is something like 189 million. So the opening weekend, they more than made up half of their budget. So I don't know. It seems to me like it's okay. The difference also is that Marvel is building on a great, you know, really one great film after another, and DC is clawing themselves out of the the septic tank, yeah. trying to like say, "Hey, look, Wonder Woman was pretty good. Come and see this one." People are like, "But mm. what about Suicide Squad? Yeah. <laughs> what about Man of Steel?" Exactly. Is that's true? They're operating uh, against a current that's. And I'll say this about yeah. the movie uh, Justice League. I'm going to say right off the bat, I liked it. Yeah. But I liked it in spite of the fact that it looked like mostly like shit. Right. Yeah, I uh, I really liked it too. 
I uh, like anything. There's problems with it. It just seems to me that people online and critics are like finding things that don't make sense in Justice League, but the things that don't make sense in Thor or uh, any other Marvel film, they like. It's just they're pushing a narrative, right? Like things that fail get clicks. Things that succeed don't get clicks. And that's my opinion of what's going on with Justice League right now. Right. Right. It's just. Well, and that's why we're going to. It's all it. clickbait. We're going to spend the next two hours just talking about every little pippy poo piece of shit about this well, film. No, we're going to say that we liked it, and then when we post the links on <laughs> on Facebook, we'll say that it sucks. That's right, and we're going to brag about the fist fight you and I got into. Exactly, and how it's the last uh, nerd stalking. The slappy fight. <laughs> oh, get away. Oh, Megatroid. Smack, smack, smack. Nerds fighting. That's what we'll have to change change it to. Nerds biting. So I um I love the action scenes. That's the first thing I'll I'll point out. The action scenes were amazing. They were really good. Like there was the uh, Themyscira stuff, yep. which was really good. Like I like the blocking of it. Again, it's they're taking a cue from uh, Captain America because I always say when we do review these Captain America films that um I like the blocking of the action. It's a story in itself that makes sense and you can follow it along and it's not jittery whipping camera angles everywhere and you're disoriented right yeah this these ones all of them are really great they all were centered they had cool shit in it to see you know there was Themyscira and then the Atlantis fight underwater which was kind of neat mm-hmm. just that's a different thing they're underwater and then the final battle with um Steppenwolf was good stuff too right yeah, would you agree? It, no, I would agree. I guess the thing is, is that right? The blocking is great. The the layout, the 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 planning of the fight, easy to follow, yeah. fun to watch, good fighting, and where it fails is that it looks like shit. Yeah, and so it looks like a video game all the way through this movie. Yeah, and Steppenwolf is horrible looking. <laughs> it, was, it, was just, it was ridiculous how bad he was. He looked, and you know what's funny is like to to bring the parallels. Like you have yep. this like this ongoing back and forth with Marvel, Marvel DC, Marvel DC, DC, DC laid the groundwork for most superhero archetypes. Yep. Marvel have Captain America, so let's not forget him, right? Yep. But it, it's, you know. Until the 1960s, Marvel was just coming up with whatever they thought was popular. Horror yep. this, romance that. Yep. And so in the 60s, when Fantastic Four happened, they were really kind of charting new ground. Right. But also new ground built on DC's empire. Right. And so, you know, DC would have a character, Marvel would have a comparable character, and then Marvel would have a character, then DC would create a character. Right. And so... Almost every character in both universes. That's have why you get sub, Submariner and um, Aquaman. Yeah, sub, right? Submariner's the, see Submariner's he's in the 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 golden era, right? The golden age. So he's there with Cap, and he's he's you know he's got Aquaman beat by thirty years almost or twenty years. Right. Um, the difference is is that Submariner never went anywhere. Right. He just never. They couldn't get him out. They, well, you could say Aquaman never went anywhere until Justice League. No, you'd say he no, because he went somewhere with um, uh, Super Friends. Well, like yeah, I guess. Well, he was a Aquaman was part of everybody in the seventies childhood. Even in well, even in that, he's just a he's just another guy. Like he's a guy off the side. You got Wonder Woman, you got Batman, and you got Superman. And Aquaman's kind of like, yeah, I didn't think so. I liked him. 
Well, I mean, you, you could like him, yeah. but I don't know if even that put him in a top tier no. guy they're always talking about. But right? but Namor was gone. Like, yeah, uh, he yeah. he just really didn't yeah, almost yeah, that's, exist. That's true. Yeah, that's comparison. Yeah, comparison to the two. You, you say Submariner, nobody knows what the fuck you're talking about. But you say Aquaman, and they recognize the name, right? That's so, right. If you know yeah. comics, you know Submariner. But right. but if you don't, then you don't realize that he's almost as strong as the Hulk. And then he they brought him back through the Fantastic Four, and that was a, a really good way to do it. But they keep talking about a movie, and I think that Marvel's apprehensive because Aquaman is so yeah they've pumped up Aquaman, now, right? Yeah, yeah. And so we're not going to see much of the Submariner, but all the other characters exist everywhere. But what was really obvious about this problem. I said this in the last podcast that it seems like Marvel doesn't want to have any conflicts. They yeah. want their own thing. They're going to kill off Quicksilver in Avengers 2 because there's a Quicksilver in, in X-Men. Right. The, the, the Suicide Squad introduces Enchantress. They're not going to bring in Enchantress into uh, Thor. Yeah, they just m- melded the two yeah. with uh, Hela. Hela, yeah. So I get it. This is just clearly, this is what's going on at the executive table. Right. But- DC, on the other hand, in this film, were like, there. Steppenwolf was Ares, yeah. So they're kind of, you know, he's just like the character they already did, but he's almost identical in many, many, many elements to the, the Thor villain Satter, okay. the big fiery guy. Even at the end, with the the horns coming off oh, and clanking on the floor. Yeah, I didn't even notice that. It was all like that. Was, is so funny. It was so much like Thor, right? And. Did they know? Did they not know? Maybe, yeah, well, it's maybe a little not. close. It's a little close. Like, movies are years in Spies. advance. Spies. Spies. Oh, maybe. Got a guy under the table. <laughs> but but more than that was, so funny. was Cyborg. Yep. Because Cyborg in this film, they say he's powered by this, let's say, Tesseract cosmic He's got cube. one of the boxes, right? Yeah. So there's there's three boxes, yeah. which are like the Tesseract or the cosmic cube in the Marvel That's so world. so funny. That's funny, Three too. of them. And Cyborg's powered by one of them. Yep. Just like Vision is powered by the Infinity Gem. Right. And he's got one in his forehead, and so does Cyborg. Was in his head? I think he's got one. He points to some. I can't remember where he points. I always thought it was in his chest, like Iron Man. Oh, that's Man. the glowing thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just like, Funny that you mentioned oh this my now. God, cosmic cubes <coughs> and tesseracts yeah. and infinity stones and powered androids. Yeah. Was that maybe more just about comics? and? Well, see, I don't know anything about Cyborg other than the Teen Titans cartoons. Right. Like, I, I bought a few Teen Titans uh, comics from the early 80s. Yep. Just out of curiosity, and I just, they're so bad. I just can't, you just can't get past the page or two. Right. You know, they're so ugly. The art is so bad. It's funny. And the stories are, I guess. They threw a good bone to uh, Teen Titans Go with Cyborg. He says, booyah, at one Mm. moment in time. So that was a nice nod to to those guys. That's right. But uh, but he didn't eat any tacos. Oh, yeah. Or waffles. Or waffles. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be the sequel. But I agree with you with Steppenwolf. I, I'm thinking that, you know, if you had told me when we after we saw Wonder Woman, if I ever saw another villain as bad as Ares, I would have been surprised. But Steppenwolf was worse. Oh, way worse. He's even worse. Like, all the time, you know, in the Wonder Woman episode of Nerdstalking, I was going on about how Ares looked and he didn't look right. But Steppenwolf is f- like he stepped out of a fucking PlayStation 2 video game. Yeah. And his mouth doesn't work. Like, how long? Like, they had the mouse working of JFK and Forrest Gump better than they have in this, right? 
and that looked pretty janky. That's right. But this is completely janky. Like his face doesn't work, and his body movements don't work right. And there's a couple of moments where he grabs somebody, right? Mm-hmm. And he lifts him up, and you can see it's CGI, and then the actor's hanging on a wire. And you can <laughs> see that shit while you're watching it. And it's like this looks horrible. It's really, and it's it's kind of like why not just have an actor? Yeah. Like why not? Why can't it be a big guy? Yeah. Why does he have to have all those? those There's so many ways you can shoot it. Platform shoes. It's been done two- even modern times. It's been done dozens of times. Like look at um. Look at Saru, Lieutenant Saru in Star Trek Discovery. Yeah. It's this big, tall guy played by an actor. Yep. They fucking pull that off in a TV show that he looks he looks real. I never think that he doesn't look right. No. But they they do it. They're able to do it. But Justice League, $300 million, you can't get some fucking CGI? That's crazy. Like you can't go get some football player, you know, or some <laughs> some guy who's yeah. just big. Yeah, there's lots of people. Look, we saw Lord of the Rings. There was all kinds of size issues. And, yeah. you know, you can find somebody big or maybe not make it. Why Why does it always have to be a giant monster guy? Yeah. Like, I, I can't believe I'm going to yeah. say this because I think that Lex Luthor, it's fucking overkill. But Jesus Christ, bring back Lex Luthor. I was going to say, it's. Uh, I was happy uh, in the end credit sequence with uh, Luthor on his yacht. Yeah. Saying he's going to get a league of his own, which is a funny kind of. Yeah, Legion of Doom. Yeah. But uh, I was happy it was going to be him again because I said, okay, that's good. It's not going to be a giant fiery monster. Yeah. Right? It'll be a... Like Lex Luthor is a great villain. He's crafty and evil and... Uses his brains yeah. against the might. Not punch. It's not a punch fest, right? Yeah. And it was kind of funny at the end of Justice League where, uh, spoilers, Superman comes back. <laughs> like, then, <laughs> yeah. like People are surprised with that. And they're fighting, like, you know, as soon as Superman gets into the battle, that's it. There's And they continue to fight for about 15 minutes, but it's like... Yeah, well, that's why they didn't bring him in until, like... Yeah, that's the end. He's going to beat the, the shit. Like, they're all just trying to hold off Steppenwolf, and then Superman comes in and beats the shit the out of him. The surprise about Superman was that I didn't think he was dead. I thought it was oh, something right. else. Because in, in the Kingdom Come uh, comic book, yeah, uh, he just retires, and and people think he's so he did an Elvis. Yeah, <laughs> and so he's just working on the farm. Okay, right? right. And Wonder Woman's the only one who knows, so she goes and gets him. And I thought they were going to go that angle. I didn't think they were really killing him and then going to bring him back. <laughs> That's what made me laugh because I found it so creepy. They dig up his coffin. <laughs> They haul it to the because Krypto- it would be in a coffin. They haul him to the Kryptonian uh, ship, ship of Zod's, right from Man of Steel, right? Yeah. And no, it, is it? I thought it was. It's I don't not. Know. It's not his, isn't it? Superman's ship. It's, it's when he crashed in. I, I always thought his. it was Zod's because Zod was fucking around. Oh, with maybe it. I don't and, even. Yeah, uh, yeah BVS, right? He's he had. Oh, I guess Luther did that, but I, it was his ship. I don't know. I don't. Who knows? I don't know. I'm tuned out. <laughs> but uh, so they bring the roll the coffin in they pull out his limp corpse <laughs> where you see his hands flop he looks like a zombie he's wearing, from day of the dead he's wearing his sunday best that they buried him in <laughs> it's like fuck and they dump him in they dump him in the water yeah. right and it was all so creepy to me i'm like jesus christ this is dark and then the constant references to pet cemetery that was funny <laughs> that was hilarious flash flash given his uh he was great. I, I, first of all, we bitched about the effects with Steppenwolf, but the best effects were with Flash. Right? Yeah, he looked great. 
Those were all the best all effects. All the lightning force or yeah. whatever it's called. It's funny you, mentioned, funny you mentioned Quicksilver from X-Men because, again, in whatever the movie that was with Quicksilver where he like, fixes everything in the exploding Xavier Mansion. What yeah, movie yeah, was well, that? He, they, well, they was in, he saves everybody in Swan or Apocalypse. Uh, Age of Apocalypse is the one I think I'm thinking of. And he was in the one before that where he... Saved a bunch of people too. Yeah, he's same doing the same way. thing, moving shit around. Right. The only reason yeah. they did it in the second one because it was so effective and, and so fl- good. Again, talking about not DC knocking off Marvel shamelessly is that's they're doing that shit with Flash. Yeah, he's tipping the sword and back into Wonder Woman's hand and yeah. or the catching the the batarang. Exactly, was, it was great though. It was no, it was great shit. It was yeah. the best stuff. And uh, one of my favorite moments in the film is, uh, you know, they've woken Superman up. And he's discombobulated. He's confused. He's kind of evil. He's just been brought back from the fucking dead, right? So it's been cemetery. Gage is not what it used to be. <laughs> so they're sta- they're all standing there. They're going to fight, and they start fighting him, trying to subdue subdue Superman. And the Flash starts running because he's going to I don't know fuck around with Superman, right? <laughs> and Superman just looks out of the corner of his eye. Starts watching. Him. He starts watching him. Right. That was so cool. It was touches like that. Are great, and I just wish they do more of that. Where it's kind of funky, right? Like because Flash had weird. never seen anybody see him. He realized that Superman could totally follow him yeah. at whatever speed he was going. Yeah. He's like, "What? <laughs> this guy's looking at me." And if they had done a couple of sequences with Flash in the film, where they established that everyone else is oblivious because Flash is moving so fast, but then suddenly Superman out of the corner of his eyes checking him out, and it sets up like this future uh, competitiveness between them about who's faster. Right. Right. And I think that in the Justice League cartoon, Thor, um, Flash uh, moves so fast he slips through a dimension mm-hmm. or something like that. Is what happened. Well, he fucks around with the time thing, and that's Flashpoint, isn't it? Maybe. I don't know if they did Flashpoint, though, in the uh, Justice League cartoon. No, uh, that's a fairly recent thing, I think, in the comics. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they did it on the Flash TV show. I think they did it on the Flash TV show. Okay. I don't follow that. It's too fast for me. It goes around my head. Um, There was a lot of swearing in this film. Do you notice that? Asshole and shit. Right. Fuck you. Superman said, for truth, justice, and good ass whooping. (laughs) But the f- funny part was, uh, I think maybe they were making a comment on it, was um, was there's a news broadcast, and it's the la- I think it's the wife of the guy who's the janitor at uh, whatever, Cyberdyne Industries, mm-hmm. or <laughs> wherever uh, Flash's, or uh, Cyborg's dad works at. Yeah. And uh, that guy gets kidnapped, so there's a, a little later, there's a news broadcast running where the wife is like saying, my <laughs> yeah. husband's disappeared. And they're going to probe him. They're going to like, fucking probe up his ass. <laughs> that starts cursing him. They should and, come down here or else they're going to fucking probe up their ass. They start blanking it out. <laughs> and she just goes off on a rant. And it goes back into the background with other people talking. And you just still see her mouth getting blanked because she's cursing a Something about that, that that janitor. I don't know who it, who it was. Yeah. But something tells me he's like a comic book creator or something. Because he wasn't a very good actor. No, he wasn't. And Maybe he was the guy that... I don't know. Maybe he created Justice, Justice League. League. Yeah. Something. I don't <laughs> we don't have a cyborg. We don't have a grip on the DC guys like we do Jack Kirby and Stan Lee and all that shit. <laughs> exactly. We don't know who the fuck the DC people are. That's right. Well, this, this is the other There's thing. There's no about this old movie. guy appearing who's like the old DC vanguard. Nobody goes, who the fuck? See, you think that guy's just a terrible actor. What's his name? <laughs> Steppenwolf was opening the way for Darkseed. Oh, okay. And Darkseed right. is created by Jack Kirby. Oh, so they're okay. going into his whole. When he left Marvel and went to DC, oh. he created this whole new world, the Forever People, and 
all these different ones. Right. And he created the character Darkseed. Okay. And he's the Thanos of the DC world. Oh my God. They do, they do kind of, it's a, it's a funny point you make. Marvel is all being kit gloves and DC's like, fuck this. We got to do anything. <laughs> We're going to replicate everything. That's funny. But you know, the one thing that DC has right now and that Wonder Woman, it's Wonder Woman. My God, she's just like she is. She's like a, a movie star, like yeah. of days of old. Well, that was a great uh, scene with her, where they're showing her. You know, they've got to kind of introduce or whatever to show Wonder Woman what Wonder Woman can do. So there's a bank heist going on, and terrorists are in there, and they got a bomb, and they hold everybody hostage, and uh, Wonder Woman shows up, and there's a scene where the bad guy takes a machine gun and he goes and he just sprays the cottages with bullets mm-hmm. and she comes in and she deflects every bullet from a machine gun that's fired she deflects every one she's going across in front of everybody in front of the that was an awesome awesome scene and he's like what are you <laughs> I'm <like>, Batman <laughs> <laughs> I'm Wonder Woman that was but a great great scene she's just she's just great in every scene yeah you know yeah she is. In the Wonder Woman outfit and the leather pants. Yeah, one thing I didn't understand, though, out of that scene was uh, the the terrorists break in and they shoot cops in the head and they kill them all. And then they've they've got the hostages. And then you see Wonder Woman's posing up on the Lady Justice statue. It's like, what the fuck? You well, know, just let the cops get whacked before you decide to intervene? Like, get in there a little earlier. No, but she doesn't Stop have, posing. like, a police radio. I guess we just hear the bullets. She heard the bullets. She's like, oh, maybe I better check it out. I don't know. It seemed to me like she was nearby watching Wonder Woman. Yeah, she was good. She's always good. She's she's always like the best thing in every one of these movies. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like I think that the CGI, like the Zack Snyder, you know, I really liked 300. I really enjoyed 300 when mm-hmm. it came out. It was weird. It was interesting looking. It was like nothing else. It was up there with uh, Metropolis. Metropolis? The one with the robot there, the old... Yeah, that's... Um, is it Metropolis? Metropolis, Metropolis yeah. yeah. Fritz Lang. Yeah, Fritz Lang, exactly. It, it, it's, you know, in that kind of caliber of art film and interesting and right. I'm down. Right. But Jesus Christ, take the DC universe away from this guy. Like, I know yeah. that he left halfway because he had a family... Um, yeah. A problem. Yeah, Joss Whedon came in. Yeah, it's a wonder that anybody lived. <laughs> Certain people out there might have been crying the boohoo's because everybody died. But you know, the um, I just think that the look is what needs to change. Yeah, you know, DC has always been the they're the bright blues and reds and yellows. Yeah, well, it's funny talking again about the scene with Superman where they're trying to deal with him when he first wakes up. That scene takes out takes place in the nice light, bright light of day. And it looked good. What a nice change. <laughs> it looked really good. You know, the one thing that I'll complain about that that whole scene, though, yep. is it had a lack of people. Now, we live oh, in a big right. city, and I know how many people are on the street at any given time. And it was amazing that this city had nobody. And they were in this area. <laughs> there, was where a, they, there, there was a cop car and two cops. <laughs> which I don't even see them get there. Suddenly uh, there was a guy, a cop behind his car with his gun. Right? Yeah. I think they, they were there. They were shown there when Superman landed. Right. Like, they looked shocked. Like, but what it's the like, hell is that? Where is everybody? <laughs> How convenient to have a big super fight yeah. without fear that any innocent people are going to get. Yeah, exactly. That's what, they, that's what you got to do. But what's funny too about that scene is, uh, so 
they use the cube to bring Superman back to life, and Superman lands there, and the cube lands uh, some distance away from where they are. Not too far away, but in the same vicinity. So they subdue. They try to subdue Superman. They go through this whole thing, and at the end of that, uh, Steppenwolf comes down, whoosh, gets the cube lying there in a parking <laughs> garage. Whoosh, he takes off again. I'm like, why didn't they fucking send the Flash to pick that goddamn yeah, cube up? Really? Isn't that the thing you're trying to keep an eye on? <laughs> That's the whole thing. The third one, he's gonna put it together. It's it, like, it, oops, sitting on the roof goes. of a car. It was sitting there. <laughs> it was sitting on the roof of a car. Yeah, they totally forgot about it. Flash, go get that cube, would you? Uh, as you said, uh, in BVS, that um, Ben Affleck is the best Batman, and I think it's still the case. Totally. Because he was really good. I still think he's an amazing Batman, yeah. but they got to do something about that fucking cape. <laughs> the whole CGI cape, it just looks like this big animated sheet of rubber. Right. You know, it doesn't, it looks so unnatural. There's one right. one scene after he catches that guy and he uses, his, uses him as bait. Oh, yeah, at the beginning. And he jumps from one spot to another spot to a crouch. Looks great, except the cape. It was distracting. It looks so. I have to say, I didn't weirdly. notice. I didn't notice it, but I like that opening. It was like the opening of a Tim Burton 1990s Batman film. They're up on the roof, and it's it's, it's foggy, so they don't have to draw a lot of background, and it, you know, even though they could nowadays, but it kind of had a neat, almost purposeful Comic Tim Burton bookish. look yeah. to it. And he does that slow flip and lands. It's like that was, you know, that's an homage, I think, to those. To those Batman films. It was great. And he is continuing to be a great Batman. He's yeah. a great Bruce Wayne too. Yeah. And who would have thought? Like, yeah. You know, it's yeah. just like movie number four he's in. Was uh, he in Wonder Woman? No, he wasn't in Wonder Woman. He was in Suicide Squad. but not, Yeah. So he's done three, so much, three but... movies now as Batman. And yeah. he's like just perfect. He is. And he's pulling off the whole damaged goods <clears throat> not relatable like the flash jokes about not having any friends yeah but bruce wayne doesn't really either he's he doesn't know how to talk to people yeah you know and i like the fact that they allude to a alfred alludes to a a, a romantic interest in yeah, wonder woman well they have a scene batman and wonder woman have a scene not a you know, <laughs> is sex it, scene is it them laying on a boat and he's going <laughs> no not right now I'm not in the mood. I'm not that kind of guy. <laughs> I don't fuck on the first date. <laughs> what kind of guy do you think I am? That's right. You've read books. I've read books about abstinence. <laughs> I don't care what your 12 volumes of <laughs> human biology by so-and-so means. We have to be married before we have sex. What, did you learn anything from Steve Rogers? <laughs> Jesus Christ. But, uh, yeah, he had some good lines. Uh it was funny when they were in the, the wall crawler, I think it was called. That was a pretty awesome machine that was, was yeah. going up the walls. It looked like a bat, too. It was a very, like a bat when you bat see a black spider kind up. of thing. Less less than a spider, more like a bat. It was kind of a neat combination of Wait, the two. Can you see a bat walk because those little hooky oh, things, you know? right. His, his elbows, right? They're not built to walk. Yeah. And that thing wasn't didn't look <laughs> like it. Oh, speaking yeah. of machines, they yeah. he referred to it as the Batmobile. What, the that car, thing? The car, no, the car. He referred to his car as the Batmobile. Oh, I didn't notice that. Because he said, put it in the Batmobile. Because he was, oh, when he was yeah. planning out things. The, the siren that he wanted to... Yeah. Uh, I thought originally it was going to fuck up the bugs, but instead it made them follow him at the end there so we could buy them time, right? But at least it's it's a removal from this Tumblr <laughs> bullshit. It's like, it is the fucking Batmobile. That's what Batman drives. He drives a Batmobile. Right. You know? It's not the car. It's right. not the Tumblr. Yeah, well, it's funny when he was uh, using that wall crawler. He was, uh, you know, Wonder Woman's going around 
slice them all up with a sword, and he's got his wall crawler with the guns. And he says, sorry, I didn't bring a sword. Which was a good line. Oh, and when Flash got into the Batcave, and yeah. goes down oh, yeah. all the things. All he starts jumping <laughs> in all the cockpits and everything. He's sitting in the car, and it's it reminded me of the Lego Batman movie with Robin. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, he's flying or he's jumping around. Yeah. He's like just checking out all his gear at the Bat kayak. Yeah, that was that was good. That was really good. Just the long shot. He's going <laughs> checking everything out. He's OCD, you know, teenage dweeb. Um, I th- like you're talking about with Batman, you know, a per- Ben Affleck kind of help dealing well with that personality of Batman. He's a loner. And they had an interesting, they dealt with it interesting. It was a very small part of the film, but they kind of dealt a little bit with this relationship between Batman and Superman from BVS because, of course, Batman's beat him down and then uh, Superman sacrificed himself and that sort of made Batman come around to sort of how he feels about Superman. And he's struggling a little bit with his feelings towards him. He was, because he, he was pretty, he was pretty savage in BVS. You know, you're not a man. Uh, Martha! Men are brave. You're not brave. You know, he really gave <laughs> Superman a hard time. Yeah. So in this one, he's coming to terms with, uh, with uh, that relationship. And it's funny when uh, Superman, Batman finally shows up when they're trying to subdue Superman. And, uh, Superman grabs him and pulls him real close. He's got him by the face and he pulls him real close and he goes, do you bleed? He's turning right. that thing back on Batman, right? So that's what Batman had And said, then yeah. Batman gets knocked to, knocked to shit and then he's on the ground. He's going, oh yeah, something's bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Because they kept mentioning the fact that he doesn't have any superpowers. Yeah. Right? What's your superpower? Yeah. I'm rich. <laughs> that's right. That's a, good that's super, a great that's, line. That's a good superpower. You know, these day, this day and age, that's the only superpower, really. That's right. Because you got a lot of money. And um, there was another great line, another great interaction, again, dealing with that uh, relationship. They didn't do an obvious, you know, bromance kind of kind of way, but mm-hmm. they still dealt with this relationship. And at the end, uh, Superman, when they're fighting uh, uh, Steppenwolf at the end, uh, Superman says, what did he say? <laughs> you didn't bring me back because you liked me. Yeah. And Batman's like, well, I don't not. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly that was funny that was that the, got the biggest line laugh line i think in the movie in our theater when we went to see it it was really funny well it's you know this film had character development yeah. in spite of the fact it had more character development in these subtle ways than wonder woman than any standalone when they had all the time in the world to develop <laughs> a character yeah like, and, like wonder woman it's like this one has six. How many people are there? Six yeah, guys. Six, six people. There are. Yeah, and six. yet they still managed to make, they introduced Aquaman, Flash, Cyborg. Yeah. In two like, hours. Yeah. Not feeling rushed or cramped. I didn't feel rushed. Like they had a, a great backstory for Flash where his dad was in jail. And that's got a lot of heart, right? At the beginning when he sees his dad in jail. Um, well, <laughs> fucking funny scene with the Flash. Speaking about that is he's in line to see his dad at the, at the prison. <clears throat> and the guy says, here, fill out this form. And there's a guy behind him going, come on, hurry up. And Flash turns around with his marker and he's like, uh, oh, sorry. And he sees his hand move. Like, well, you, there's a little click or something like yeah, that. Here. And then you look at the guy and he's got, mar- he's got glasses and a mustache drawn on him like instantly. And then later he goes up to the, he, he gets in line, he goes to the, the cop and the cop's like, are those prescription or are you just trying to look smart? He's like, whoa, what? What are you talking about? You got shit drawn on your face. It was good. But they had a lot of heart, uh, Flash and his dad. And at the end, Flash shows him that he's, you know, 
he's going to try to make something of his life uh, now that he's, you know, with the Justice League. I guess it's given him inspiration to try to try to do stuff. And he shows his dad his... Well, he has a connection. His job uh, acceptance. You know, I got a job. And he's like, oh, look at you go. That was a funny line well, because he's going to flash, work. right? So Cyborg's dad runs oh, Star Labs. Right. And Star Labs so he's is a, like... So he's going to be a lab tech or something. Yeah, he's going to work at Star Labs, I guess. Right. That's cool. That's oh. pretty cool. I didn't quite make the connection, but it was kind of neat how he was trying to live up, you know, trying to prove to his dad or whatever that he was going to be worth something, and then he finally gets a job at the end. So it was a neat little heart there, right? So Cyborg, now, maybe not so much. I don't know. Cyborg no, I was think kinda... so, because he was damaged, and he came around. He realized that this this wasn't done. He's not Frankenstein. Like, he is Frankenstein, right? Yep. So he's like, or RoboCop, without yeah. the cool. Yeah. But, but it's like, he he came around to understand what everybody else already understood, which is that you've been given this gift. You have a gift that, yeah. you know, and they made him very powerful. Like he was yeah. like the fact that he can tap into any computer device and he, you know, he kept, well, my ship doesn't move that fast. Well, it doesn't, it will for me, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah, I think that he, the fact that he did come around and he did get out of his shell and he stopped feeling all, what was me? Yeah. You know, it was major development. Yeah, you know, realizing that his dad saved his life. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe not as much as some of the other. Well, Aquaman though, like, so well, we haven't I, talked about Aquaman. Yeah, and he is. I think that he was great. I really liked him, but mm. they didn't do much development of his character. I think they're saving it for the movie because right? it's coming next. Yeah, but one of the things that happened was that when he, I thought the underwater scene was okay. You yeah. know, it's like, what is he? Is he like fart propelled? Yeah, exactly. He just, he's not moving. Any, he's not moving any part of his body. He's yeah. just moving through the water. Yeah, I don't <laughs> quite get it. Like, it would be better if he was riding a giant seahorse. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. That would <laughs> but, be very cool. But so he he gets. So we think in the beginning that he's from Atlantis, but he's not. He's he's associated with it, but he doesn't really connect with it. He's not in well, relation. Didn't, didn't they? Didn't Mira say that? He's... Oh, but that was Mira by that scene, right? Right, because by then she shows up and she's like, "Oh, the son of Atlantis has yeah. finally re- returned," yeah. and, and he doesn't know anything. He's just like he left when he was an angry kid, probably. Oh, okay. Right, so he's been gone all this time, and so I thought that was kind of not explained well. I thought that was kind of like. Because he says to her, he says, uh, can you help me? I, I just need one thing. And the next time you see him, you see him in the full, his a costume yep. with the, the letter A and the Triton. Yep. And it's just kind of like, is that? It's like, I just need a change of clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing I was wondering was why would Lois Lane say that Superman smells good after they just dug him up out of his grave and brought him back to life? Well, the backstory is is that because uh, this is a little Easter egg. All right, Lois Lane likes mothballs. She likes what? <laughs> mothballs. <laughs> you actually put mothballs in with a body? I think that's more with an old jacket. You never know. It's like you want that. Maybe it's Febreze. They just want that new body smell. <laughs> maybe they did while they were hauling his corpse into the Kryptonian ship. Spray that guy with some Febreze, will you? Splash. A question. Here's four dollars. Can you go <laughs> go to the shoppers drug mart? <laughs> Well, apparently they filmed it in Canada, so could go to shoppers. Um, the thing is, too, I guess Kryptonian bodies don't rot because what it was like a year well, between maybe BBS he was embalmed. And Justice League. 
Sometimes he was in bed is better. <laughs> pet, some, <laughs> pet cemetery references again. You know, did I tell you what happened with that? Yeah, with your uh, sign. Yeah, we didn't talk about that last time, did we? No, I don't think so. I you do his, old I, Halloween uh, stories. <laughs> you can do that. Halloween was a few weeks ago. I had a sign in my store window that said, "Sometimes dead is better." It's one of those signs that uh, it's like, it's a, like a marquee, yeah, a light box with the like your it's bingo night. Yeah, slidey right? has slidey <laughs> letters like at a marquee in a movie theater. Yeah, and so for Halloween in the window it said, "Sometimes dead is better" from Pet Cemetery. Yep, and. Two different groups complained. The first group complained that it was insensitive because people that they'd known yep. who died. And the second one was... So hurt. they're complaining that people had died? Yeah. We've had we've lost people, <laughs> and that's insensitive to Don't the fact you? that we've had people who died. Don't you know that people die and then their life functions stop? That's so <laughs> offensive. And it's not better. It's <laughs> How dare you? How do you know? Aren't you a Bible reader of the Bible? I guess there's no heaven, really. It doesn't talk about heaven in the Bible. That's... Oh, it, it sure does. It sure does. Really? But it's not for people. Jesus goes and in, descends into hell, mm -hmm. destroys the gates, releases the dead, mm -hmm. and opens heaven to them. Oh. Jesus does that. Right. That's why we celebrate Christmas. Are you Jesus? Uh, no, and apparently not even good at writing light boxes. You're my own personal Jesus. <laughs> but then the, the second girl came Jesus. in and she said I was insensitive because yeah. her her boyfriend who they live a couple of doors down, is suicidal. Right. So and I'm thinking, oh, so what? Now my sign is like saying, listen, you're right. Kill yourself. You're right. <laughs> Why don't you just put Forget what anybody else says. <laughs> Why don't you just put kill yourself on it? <laughs> That's right. So then I thought, okay, I'm going to buckle to peer pressure, and I changed it to Halloween, now about unicorns. And I kid you not, a Wiccan came in and complained that we were belittling her Wiccan religion by talking, <laughs> associating it with unicorns. You just can't win. You just can't win with people. And then I changed it to Happy Halloween and Hugs and Kisses. <laughs> XOXO. Yeah. So with Steppenwolf and the, the iffy uh, CGI, the other problem I had was Cyborg in that same manner. That sometimes he didn't look right. He looked janky too. Like yeah, he did. His head wasn't fitting on quite right he moved like the skeletons the, the in a howard yeah the body moved different than the head and it was jerky sometimes it was like in clash of the titans or those kind of films when you see like the, the skeleton armies walking yeah well, he moved like, like that it's like he looks like a ray harryhausen harryhausen uh, that's puppet right. that's true yeah. he did you had something you wanted uh, to say about it you know i think that we see enough great cgi i guess that's the thing is that Let's use Guardians. I could have used Star Wars, anything, right? But yep. using Guardians, um, Rocket Raccoon looks amazing. Yeah. He's entirely CGI. Yeah. It's never, not even a little actor playing And he him. never seems out of place. He never seems like a cutout, pasted end of the scene. They show him in daylight all the time. Right. He's not hidden in shadows. He's perfect. He looks furry. Yeah. He looks, you know, yeah. like an animate object. Yeah. He doesn't right. look like Gary Coleman in a raccoon outfit. No, he's not her. What's the actor who played all the little people in all the films from the 80s? Willow, oh, Ewok. Uh, he was in Life uh, is Small. Yeah, Life is Small. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> Life is Small had a great. Willow, Willow. <laughs> the one with Johnny Depp. Did you ever see that? Yeah. <laughs> in the outtakes of that, I saw Johnny Depp in, a, in an interview talking about that episode because he'd had a falling out or something. He was yeah. insulted by uh, Ricky Gervais. Really? And so then he insulted did, by and, Ricky Gervais at, well, at a award show or something. And then yeah, he well, ended up 
he did the Emmys or something and just burned the fucking house down. That's right. And then so <laughs> to show he had no sort of uh, ill feeling, he went on Life is Short. All right. And he talked about <laughs> plunging the toilet with the with that little actor <laughs> while everybody stood around masturbating. That was his. And so when I saw the episode, that's all I could think of. <laughs> It's like my, some my weird favorite fetish, those, toilet fetish. My favorite out of those is uh, Liam Neeson. Oh, it's the best. Yeah, it's cancer. <laughs> no, it's no, it's okay. I want to. I want to get better at improv. Okay, <laughs> what's your story? You're a doctor. Okay, go with it. You have AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> and Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant are like trying to riff off of that. <laughs> There's nothing funny about AIDS. <laughs> You have AIDS. <laughs> it's a great, great episode. That was a great series. But anyway, Rocket Raccoon looked yeah. genuine. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good example. In bright lights, it, it's just an indication that if they want to make a CGI supervillain, yep, big gig, he's always got to be giant. Like what you know, whatever sizes it's just him. one after another. It sizes him. You don't think a little guy could like kick your ass? Yeah, exactly. Bruce Lee. He was little. Yeah. And so it's Steppenwolf, there's an indication that if they can make Rocket Raccoon look that good yep. in, with our current special effects abilities, yeah. and DC has a crap load of money, yep. come on. <laughs> well, it might be that uh, you know Rocket, Rocket Raccoon is so otherworldly, like he's a talking raccoon, but um, Steppenwolf, even though he is otherworldly, is uh, he's humanoid with a human face, human-ish face. And okay, Hulk. Trying to do that right. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Hulk, Hulk doesn't, you know, Hulk that's has a good some, point. He has a couple of problems. Holy shit, that's a good point. But Hulk looks real. He looks like Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. He looks like a person. And he looks talking. He actually has expression. Like, they tried to do expression with Steppenwolf. He's supposed to be leering and, you know, condescending, whatever he's saying. He's going to, like, oh, just you little mortal Justice League. And he's supposed to be looking condescending, but it's. It's just fucking strange. Dead eyes. He's got dead yeah. eyes. Yeah. And this is the biggest problem. And he's got lips, janky lips. It's all janky. Yeah. Because he, he doesn't, he moves like a bad animation in a video game. Yeah. And, yep. you know, you have this, this, uh, the biggest problem with CGI, like quick, cheap CGI, it's like kids' cartoons. I have, I have young kids, but when they were really young and we watched a lot of cartoons, yep. uh, you know, the thing I realized, like Mickey Mouse Playhouse was a show that we would watch yeah. from time to time. Yep. It was a fun show, yeah. well animated, but what you realize from these these sort of uh, super fast turnout kids animated shows, yep. there's no darkness. Mm. You can't create darkness because even the black seems to glow. It emits right. a, a light. Right. It's the way our TVs are designed. Yep. It's everything about it. All it all depends on maybe the kind of TV because they have super high contrasty TVs now where the thing is like 100,000 to one or whatever. Yeah, but right? black is the the the, uh, the the lack of light. Yep. Right? So you can't use light to show black properly. Right? right. And this is where like, this is why you have to film actual darkness. You need actual shadows to have a lack of light. Right. And so with CGI, when you're trying to fake darkness which is what all these dc films do every fight takes place at night and they fill it with burning coals and embers yep and it's like that's not a distraction from the darkness the fact that the dark isn't dark enough and everything looks the eyes aren't alive because they kind of 
glow or something. I don't know. Like yeah. the, he's all gray, but yet he kind of glows. Yeah, but it's a that's a good point. Hulk and Rocket Raccoon. They they you never in an instant in all the scenes he has. Rocket Raccoon's in the forest. He's jumping around. You know, he's having he's having a conversation with another real actor. You never ever got the feeling like you never were taken out of it. Like oh, that's yeah. fucking fake. But Steppenwolf, fucking ridiculous. And and only <laughs> the only thing like I don't know if he was worse than Ares or as just as bad. I think he's worse. Ares, I don't know. Maybe it's just the motivation of Ares kind of was more interesting. Like mankind is just worthless. You know, he had a kind of a sort of interesting uh, play with uh, Wonder Woman. You know what I mean? It was. I would have like just like to see an Ares fight as that actor yeah, with a bowler hat, David in, a, in an umbrella, yeah, and just and like kick her ass, tri- tripping her with the umbrella and throwing the derby at her. No, but show that you can. <laughs> she he can. She's that size and she's that strong. Yeah. So he can be his size and be that strong. Right. He doesn't have to be big because of it. Right. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and they did that with Steppenwolf too. It's like what Hulk comics used to all be. Hulk was big, so everything he fought was big. And the right. previous movies were the, were the, was the same thing, and the the Hulk Ang Lee. Yep. It's he fights three giant dogs, <laughs> right? In the Incredible Hulk with uh, Norton. Yeah. He fights a, a well, a, um, whatever his name is, the main his one of his the Abomination. Yeah. Another giant monster. <laughs> you know, and it's all giant monsters because that's what Hulk <laughs> does. But that's Hulk. You know. He's not going to think his way out of anything. He's just going to go smash. So he right. needs things that want to return smashing. Right. But you expect more from like the Justice League or the Avengers or any of these kind of characters, right? Yeah. Stop giving us giant monsters. Yeah. It's stupid. I found um, there's, uh, I didn't quite get the mumbo jumbo of uh, how they brought Superman back to life, like with the cube. It just seemed like a lot of mumbo jumbo that really wasn't Well, they explained. were using the Kryptonian ship to do it because yeah. that can do it. Apparently, and but it but it was out of out of power. Yeah, so, so that they, need a flash. they used the the tesseract. Okay, right. One of the tesseracts, because DC thought, well, if we're gonna rip off the tesseract, let's rip it off three times. <laughs> so they had to dip it, and the flash had to zap it yeah. and supercharge it simultaneously with the t- and it was like, oh, it's getting closer. Oh, it, he's yeah. running, and you know, and it. I don't know. I was it good. I was like good mumbo with jumbo, that. and the other mumbo jumbo with the cubes is so Steppenwolf gets all three. And he puts them together, and like, how long is this shit supposed to take? Right? Because it takes a long time. They get together, and they just, nothing, no shit happens. Just arbitrarily waiting for the Justice League to show up and start kicking ass. And they do the same thing as the Tesseract, but the Tesseract is instantaneous. If you're holding the Tesseract, you can will everything to exist or cease to exist, or, you know, suddenly everybody's in knickers, you know? Like, you can will anything you want. Right. But this one, yeah, it's like, okay, well, now they're together, finally. And it glows and binds There's and There's a 36-hour waiting period. <laughs> and then we're going to give you the actual instructions <laughs> and the code. That's like, the, I, he's like he's reading Ikea instructions. <laughs> what the fuck? This goes in here? But this is the other side it of that. It says there's a screwdriver Reverse. attached. <laughs> Have you seen a screwdriver? Oh, damn it, there's no screwdriver. <laughs> Quick flash, grab a screwdriver so we can't put it together. Zoom. That's funny. <laughs> It was kind of a it was kind of a neat uh, bookend where at the beginning, like you were mentioning, that Tim Burton sequence where uh, Batman has got the crook and he ha- he's hanging him over the edge. 
you think it's just a normal, just showing Batman. Oh, they're going to show Batman being a vigilante, uh, beating up uh, bad guys. But then it's a reason why is because he wants them to be scared. So he lures the bugs that he's been tracking, right? That are attracted by fear. Yeah, exactly. Attracted by fear. And at the end, it was uh, Steppenwolf's fear of Superman and the Justice League that was his undoing because all the bugs for whatever reason, took him and carried him up into the sky. Yeah, because because the Justice League could just punch, keep punching the bugs, including Batman, who has no superpowers. But now Steppenwolf can't fight the bugs off? Yeah, that's true. They go, they all went on top of him at once. One of the uh, things that was great about that Batman scene, though, when he uses the guy as bait, yep. was there was this interesting dynamic between that bad guy... Was he a thief? Was he I don't know what something? the hell. He, he had a sack stealing. of something. Yeah, whatever. Some so some thief or whatever. Yeah. Um, there was like this thing about, you know, Superman and he's not coming back, is he? Or something like that. And it was like oh, yeah. even the criminals missed him. <laughs> you know? And it was kind of nice. It was kind of like because all the way through Suicide Squad, we're not all the way, but we kept seeing like little homages to him, you know, oh, I'll remember the day. Yeah, always remember or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Instead of never forget, you can't do that because it's too much like war veterans. Donald Trump is going to be on the news soon saying, see, I knew we could come back. Yeah. Now America is going to be great again. <laughs> you know, Donald, That's Superman's funny. not real. It's funny. And he's Canadian. So you're talking about how they introduced the uh, competition between, it's all, uh, it's kind of a nerd question. Who's faster, Superman or the Flash? It's like, you know, a very yeah. age old nerd question. But it was funny that scene where they go off because it's it's one reason it's kind of annoying because it's just another reason where they have to get Superman out of the fight because it's preordained that he's going to win. So there has to be civilians in trouble. So he's got to run off and he runs off with the Flash and uh, he has a funny time where he pokes the Flash and goes, hey, slow poke as he's uh, flying by the Flash going in a super speed. But then Superman goes says i'll take the guys on the left or whatever and yeah. he goes on the left and flash goes zipping off to the right and the flash goes and meets his family that we've been seeing through the whole thing for whatever reason i don't even get that there's a family in a it's house the face of the victims they're the face of the victims. i guess yeah they're you know you don't really see anybody else in a scene one scene you see cars you see some around. more people yeah, yeah. it's like oh but they're, they're, they're not dealing the only with people? The, they're dealing with this family i guess they're like you say they're putting a face on it so they're in their truck and it's broken down and there's these strange roots that are growing everywhere and destroying things. So the Flash goes, hold on. And he pushes them, and he pushes them out of harm's way. And he's like, ah. And then he looks over and he sees Superman flying with a whole building full of people. Just <laughs> a whole building. By. <laughs> it was great. It's like, you fucking show when off. When he pushed that with that pickup though, I thought, oh, he's going to stop and everybody's neck's going to be snapped. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, I was waiting for the scene of the 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 father holding the steering wheel, going, and the, and the speedometer going up to two hundred. <laughs> it's like they didn't do that. They didn't do that part. Yeah, they the building it. was a nice touch. Yeah, just to see him very stately fly by with an entire building. He should, Superman should have waved. You know, the other piece of heart that I thought was good was uh, when they were when Steppenwolf had his hostages in that underground tank of some sort in oh, the yeah. sewer there yeah. and flash was like i've i'm, I'm not a fighter you, yeah. you want to go in there uh, hold on i'm i've just run fast and pushed people yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. and bat and batman's like save just one. go save one yeah and then what well then you'll know and it was true it was i thought it was a really great learning tool because once 
you know, he's got the back of the Justice League. He's can feel a little secure in that. Yeah. And once he sees what he's really capable of, he really comes alive in that. Yeah, in yeah. Scene. And he starts grabbing a whole bunch of them. Yeah. That was pretty cool. One thing I didn't like about the movie was uh, I thought it was a really bland uh, score by Danny Elfman. Like there was nothing to it. The only time it really got interesting is when he brought in. You hear a little bit of Superman yeah. theme, and you hear a little bit of the Batman Tim Burton style, which Danny Elfman did. Surprisingly, mm-hmm. he did the he did all the themes for Batman for Tim Burton. But his theme for this was just, there's nothing, no motifs or anything that really stood out, right? No. Which is unfortunate. You kind of need a rousing soundtrack with a memorable theme. Well, there was a theme that uh, I was commissioned to write, and it wasn't used. We're going to release it uh, later this week. Yeah, that's right. That's true. Keep an eye on the YouTube channel. But one thing I thought was a really missed opportunity was there was no Steppenwolf on the soundtrack. (laughs) Get your motor running. Head out on the highway. Looking for adventure and whatever comes our way. They're Canadian. Did you know that? Yeah. Steppenwolf from mm-hmm. Toronto. Yep. I didn't know that until I looked it up today. Really? Yeah. Oh. I never knew Steppenwolf was a Toronto band. Like, well, that's awesome. There's so many. So many. Oh, yeah. yeah. Steppenwolf, though. They sound just so did, L.A. Did you know of. that back in the, the Yorkville, <laughs> 60s Yorkville scene in Toronto, um, that Neil Young, yeah, it was all was, Neil Young, was and... in a band with Rick James. <laughs> oh, really? The two of them were in a band together. Does Rick James have to slap a bitch? But he wasn't Canadian. Hmm. He's avoiding the Rick draft. James is definitely not Canadian. Uh, did we talk about Lex Luthor? You, about we, how, yeah, at the beginning, with... and how it's good that he's gonna. Yeah, we did that. Already. Yeah, well, he was on the yacht, which was great to see him all dressed up. He fakes, you know, he stages his. Uh, yeah, that, way was kind, out. that was kind of a neat. <laughs> the guy's laughing. I'm like, is that Jesse Eisenberg? No. I and don't then you care. have Deathstroke show up, and you know the 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 teaser for the ju- the the Legion of Doom. You know that'll be fun. It's like, I thought, you know, who's in the Legion of Doom? Who do we expect? Wow. Well, <coughs> it's should be all of the baddies, but it's not going to be. It's going to be you mean like whoever. Joker and Riddler yeah. and. Well, I don't know if Riddler. I know the Joker. Lex Luthor. It's going to be all the heavy hitters, Solomon right? Grundy. Right. What's the um, Scarecrow guy, I think? Oh, yeah. But I think Cillian diff- Murphy different was versions playing... had different characters. Whoever, whoever they, excuse me, whoever they need. Right. Yeah. Um, Legion of Doom. They're going to have uh, Harvey Weinstein. I think he'll be in the Legion of Doom. <laughs> With Kevin Spacey. With Kevin Spacey as the other, like, the alternate universe. <laughs> oh, he was Lex, Lex Luthor. Luthor. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, man. He's really Lex Luthor. I wonder how many uh, pants he put his hands down the front of on uh, Man of Steel. <laughs> he was looking for a Man of Steel. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You got the line of the night, Chad. You won. You won episode 25. You're the one who started nice with the hand job. down the pants looking for a Man of Steel. Um, That's hilarious. Yeah. Those guys will never work again. Yeah, I guess not. I guess not. Ah, they will. Of course they will. Yeah, it'll just, you know. I'll have a podcast with Gilgamesh. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Podcasting, the last refuge of the scoundrel, as we're evidence of, right? Tonight's guest, Carla Hamolka. (laughs) (laughs) That's a Canadian reference. Look it up. Charles Manson died today. Did he? Yeah. Wow. Speaking I wonder of if he saw Hamoka. American Horror Story before he died. Why is he? Oh, yeah, he's a cult thing you're the, talking about. Occult, the previous the second uh, last episode um, highlighted his career. Wow. And it was tragic. Yeah. Well, yeah, the world maybe is a little bit better of a place then. 
What? Because he's died? Because yeah. <laughs> Manson's done? Yeah. Yeah. You know. I wonder if he was a lightning rod for a lot of these nut bars. I don't know. He was in the 70s, but I don't know. I think maybe Charles Manson just had kind of gone off the radar. Oh, I think the days, since the days of Geraldo and I think after that, he kind of fizzled because he had a resurgence back then when all these yeah, they, Phil Donahue's. A bunch of people everything. interviewed him yeah. Yeah, for whatever reason. I don't when know why the hell. Carved the swastika in his, yeah. between his eyes. And he was always a really weird, scattered, just stream of consciousness interview, right? Like yeah. he'd just be all over the place. Doesn't make any sense. I don't want anybody to ever fucking follow him. It just maybe in his youth he was more focused. Well, if you watch that cult thing, it kind of it it paints an amazing picture on the way these cults form. I found it um I found it kind of goofy with Aquaman walking around on land with his trident. Just he always had his trident. For some reason that was jarring to me. Like I liked it. The fuck's it gonna do with that? It's like what what was the joke? He he said something to Batman, and then Batman said, well, "Oh yeah, you. at least I didn't bring a pitchfork." <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. I liked you know Jason Momoa was really great as Aquaman. Yeah, in, in a gnarly yeah. surfer dude way. Yeah, you know what? It was the moments where he he was, you know, he has a sort of lighthearted kind of sense about him where he's like when when cyborg picks him up out of the air when he's gonna plummet and to his death and he's like my man yeah i like that you know it's kind of like that's you know it's better that than other things like the jokes about because batman made jokes about talking to fish yeah oh that's funny and one of the highlights for me was when (laughs) aquaman starts talking about his feelings and he's he's telling these poignant things about what he thinks about all the justice league people but very brash and well just very honest yeah and but brutally honest and you know thinking well and you know i'm good to i'm good to die this is a noble cause but i think we're all gonna die and that and then you realize that he's got the rope on him somebody points down and he realizes that or something that Wonder Woman has the rope on him. <laughs> They're just funny. having a laugh. That's funny. <laughs> there was another scene too towards the end, I guess after everything's happened and there's like a dolly shot and there's all this stuff going on. And uh, there's a group of criminals like, like I don't know, maybe I don't know, maybe they're henchmen of Steppenwolf. I don't know. There's just they have criminals there, and they're tied up in the lasso, and they're going, "Oh yeah, and we robbed this place, we robbed that place." <laughs> and the guy nudges him, he goes, "Oh yeah, I remember we robbed this other place too." He's like telling the cop all the stuff because he's tied in the lasso. Well, they're the guys from the bank robbery that she, she maybe that was after that. And she deflected maybe it was all the that, bullets, and yeah, maybe it was in that scene. Yeah, yeah, it was after that scene. It was a neat thing when they're under the tower and the Gotham River started, there was a leak and all the water came in and then he showed up and he stopped the water. That's a good use of Aquaman, right? Yeah. Show what good he could do. He didn't talk to one fish. (laughs) Yeah. And they didn't give him a roll of quarters and say, hey, Aquaman, just uh, keep feeding the coins into the meter. Oh, you know what? It just, I just got it. He, he had said when, when Batman was giving him a, having a, having a laugh, having a laugh about the whole talking to fish, dude. Yeah. Do, you, do you actually talk to fish? You yeah. know, and yeah. uh, uh, Aquaman said, "No, it's the water." Oh, the yeah, the, the water, water does I, the talking. Yeah, and yeah. so it's like he has control over the water, which is why right. he can smash the trident and the water parts, and he's fucking Moses of the sea. Right, which means that that explains the jet propulsion. Why is that? Oh, the, the water water's is carrying him around. Well, it's like uh, 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 Manoa or whatever that uh, Disney flick was. Moa, 
Moana. Moana. Yeah, yeah exactly. The water is alive. And that's his roots are like... And he's got his, almost like Polynesian tattoos. That, well, he's t- from Hawaii, I think, right? Right. I think he's part... He's he's half Hawaiian or right. all Hawaiian. Right. So that's that's the angle. That it's makes the sense. Water yeah, the water moves him along. Right. And it connected with that that South Pacific yeah. mythology. Yeah. It's actually really clever now. That's cool. That I've pieced it together. You did. You pieced the dots together. You got anything else, Chad? Uh, not about Justice League. Okay. I think that uh, I think the little tag with Lex Luthor. What was the one? What was the first little clip that they had? Uh, that's a good question. Can't even remember now. That's a good question. I'm fed up with it, though. I'm gonna say end that. credit sequences. Just fucking show me the movie and end. <laughs> I don't want to sit there to watch like you unbelievable lengths of. You of, don't want to see who the second best boy was, or you don't want to read the thousand. No, wanna, you don't want to read the thousand names from one uh, special effects company that did the effects. Yeah, and and <laughs> that's and only then, one. That's only Weeda Digital. And I'm not one. thrilled by your special effects. So yeah, exactly. You know, I take I take my name off of Thad that. Thad Tumarek <laughs> or whatever your name is. It's like <laughs> you should have done uh, Steppenwolf better. I take my name off of that. If I were those guys. But, I was with rhythm and hues. Like even practical effects like we see on Star Trek, yep. where you have all these prosthetic, even though the Klingons look like shit and they yep. can't talk with a mouthful of fake teeth. <laughs> oh, they didn't even talk that fast. It's like, fuck, shut up. It's like me after a drinking binge. They just speed it up. <laughs> and uh, and that the, what's the number one? What's his uh, name? Lieutenant Saru. Saru, also known as Camel Toe Face. It's like his face is like a composite of a series of vaginas. It's like, <laughs> what? Somebody's having a laugh. That's a lot of vectors for infection. All those <laughs> holes in your face. <laughs> now that you mention it. It's so true, though. It's so true. Like, we just have two nostrils and a mouth and two ears, and we're getting fucking sick. I got eyes, too, I guess. <laughs> Well, especially he's always like under threat. We're designed to yeah. to, to know when there's gang- danger. His ganglia pops out in the back. <laughs> then why aren't you wearing a that helmet? It can't be good if a good portion of your brain comes out of the back of your head when you're <laughs> when you're scared. That cannot be good. I wonder if you can grab a hold of it, and make him dance, <laughs> pulling on pieces of his ganglia. Dance, camel toe face. Dance. <laughs> Shit. Shit. Is that a lobby on the back of your head, or are you just happy to see me? That's true. Um, so, what else? Is there anything else? The there was discovery. That was we, a good episode. That was a good series. You know, again, just like we're talking about Justice League, and you'll you know so many people hating it, and I mean, really, just it's just hating for hate's sake, right? Like you read the reviews. Like I'm, I, I'm gonna look at them and see. Well, yeah, you didn't like Justice League. Let me see what your reasons are, and there's just all throwaway this sucked that sucked that sucked like not even that many things described just it wasn't like the it comic. sucked it wasn't like the movies that's their criticism right and if you write a uh you know your opinion of a film and it just there's no even i don't expect you know a, a roger ebert you know a complete review but just give me examples of what it was but no they don't have it in it because it's just all driven by you know, just either hate. It's like you said, it's all a current 
everyone's against DC and that current is strong and everybody just fucking surfs on it. Well, you know, I think the the reality is is that we can we've we've picked apart the look of much of this film and yeah. as being really mediocre. Yeah. Uh, even Batman's costume didn't look great. You know, although there was also clips, I I saw photos of Superman in a black costume, but I didn't see it in no. the film. No. Um, no. But the fact is, is it was an entertaining film, and I enjoyed yeah. watching it. I enjoyed the yeah. execution of it, and I yeah. walked away. And I and I unlike Batman versus Superman, which I have no interest in ever seeing a second time. Right. Because uh, I tried even with Man of Steel and I couldn't get past the 20 minute mark. But this movie, I think that it'll be, it'll be good for a second watch. Yeah. Um, There's a lot there you probably catch. A lot more little hints, but little Easter eggs. In spite of all that, it was a fun movie. Yeah. You know, and good for them that they, it was still a good movie in spite of their half ass approach to, to executing <laughs> it. You know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, what I am really looking forward to uh, coming up is Jumanji 2. There you go. That Jumanji looks great. Two. The first one was lots of fun, but the second one looks like a, like a laugh. Well, the, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say that the, the Rock, I don't know, he's like coming out with a movie a week now. Well, he's in uh, he's in uh, the, um, the adaptation of the video game Rampage. Yeah, they showed that trailer. Yeah, they showed well it with us. As- and I had seen that trailer already, and I'm like, that looks really good. Yeah. It looks like it looks good. It looks like for a video, like video game movies is a low bar, <laughs> right? Because yeah. they so many of them suck. Assassin's Creed, I, I'm ha- so many uh, of them suck. So many, the vast majority of video game adaptations, like one hand, maybe not even all the fingers of one hand to count the ones that are any good. But that one looks pretty good. That looks the trailer at least. It might just be the trailer built, but it looks like it good. It tells it a, tells a good story. The Rock looks avuncular and relaxed, and looks like he's having fun. So well, it's hard. You know, he can be in a bad movie and make it better. Yeah, you know, he's just yeah, he's that, charisma. He's got charisma up the wazoo, right? Yeah. But I, I was a little confused at what it was because I'm not the video game guy, and so when I saw the white gorilla, I was like, "Is this?" Mighty Joe Young, and <laughs> yeah. you know, funny. and then his name was George, and I was like, like George of the Jungle, but that was Tarzan's yeah. name, and yeah. but <laughs> by the end, I still didn't know what Rampage was, but it looked like a fun movie. Yeah. Now that you tell me it's a video game, okay, well, maybe. did you ever play that one where you? It's a th- it can be a three player. There's up to three players playing it, and one you're the gorilla called George, the lizard that you see at the end of the trailer is called Lizzie. Oh right. And I forget what the wolf's name was, but there is a wolf in the video game. You can be one of three monsters, or you can play all oh. three together. It's like uh, oh, now I remember. Yeah, it's yeah. by the same guys that did uh, what we're talking about. Gauntlet. Uh, uh, Gauntlet. Gauntlet. It's Midway. Right. Or Atari. And now, now that you're saying that, I totally remember that game. Yeah. And you had buildings, and you crawl up the buildings and and try to and smash, smash them all them. down. And there's guys sticking out the windows with guns and throwing uh, dynamite. And you can eat you them eat for them, right. health. Yeah, I remember That's that. That's Rampage. Now. Yeah. I thought uh, it was good. It looked good. It and like did you see game. the first Jumanji? I probably did. I can't really you know, remember. I think I, it's Robin Williams, right? He's got the uh, board game. And yeah, comes, you know, it's one of those you movies. You start playing it and shit starts turning into the game. Yeah, you right? get sucked into the game. Yeah. And it was, I only watched it a couple of years ago for the first time, and it was a lot of fun. And this movie doesn't seem to have anything in relation to it, really, other than the game. Right. But it looks like it's going to be pretty funny. Right. And again, The Rock. I don't think I saw the Jumanji uh, trailer. Oh no. no I saw I, it, I saw it actually before Thor and I saw it again before uh, Justice oh, League. Okay. Yeah, they haven't shown that. That's more for those Queensway types. Yeah, maybe. Not yeah. for as urbane 
downtown core theater. No, they got their big rents. And with that f- crazy escalator. I just like, yes, exactly. <laughs> I want to go out there where I can have free parking and I don't have to spend 20 minutes on an escalator. Exactly. And you half the time it's it's not it, on. It is has been off the whole. They have it running <laughs> up, of course. But when you're done, you got to come down it. And come coming down it is scared. Like I had my son. We saw, whole family saw it, and I had Aiden next to me. I'm like Aiden, hold on to the thing because if you roll down this uh, staircase, oh, you yeah. might not make it. No, <laughs> might you're gonna no. be. <laughs> it's probably gonna kill you. <laughs> it's metal and it literally goes like I remember reading that when e- e- Roger Ebert was here at TIFF one day, one uh, year, he said uh, it's the longest uh, escalator he's ever been on. He said something. It's like three stories. It's like three stories straight. <laughs> he gave it some name like the escalator to heaven or whatever. It goes up <laughs> or somewhere. Hell, or hell, depending on which way you're going. What movie you're going to see. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I remembered one thing I wanted to I wanted to bring up. All right. The so I I recently had this uh, crazy, you know, uh, series of events that led me to George Powell movies. Okay, yeah. So I'm a big fan of Rocky Horror, and and Holden and I watch. Who's my eight year old son? Yep. He likes to watch old movies with me. That's Nobody cool. else will watch them. That's cool. But you know, he likes all those old movies. That's funny. I got the same thing with Aiden. Yeah. He likes watching old black and white films. <laughs> Yeah. We watched The General with um, Buster Keaton. Oh, yeah? That's silent. Yeah. Well, we, he loved it. We watched uh, <laughs> Silent. We watched, we've watched Nosferatu. Yep. We watched, um, uh, you know, I just watched, it was called The Penalty. I watched it by myself, though. Penalty was with uh, Lon Chaney. Okay. And it's a silent film. It's early. And he, um, it's about a guy, a kid who, the doctor amputates his legs mm-hmm. out of after a misdiagnosis. That sucks. <laughs> and that kid grows up to be a gangster and what have you. But Alan Chaney was just amazing. Yeah. He did the whole thing with no leg below his knee by tying his legs up behind and maneuvering through the whole movie like that. It's fantastic. Right. It was weird though. The there was hardly any dialogue in the um, uh, in the silent film. Like okay. in the cards, they would often. It was I haven't seen one like this. But anyway, I digress. Hmm. So Holden and I like the song Science Fiction Double Feature from Rocky Horror Picture Show, mm-hmm. which names a whole series of movies, half of which we've now seen. Right. And um, I recently recorded off uh, TCM. Yeah. Whatever. TCM. TCM. Turner Classic Movies. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, Dr. X, which was also one of the ones named in... Uh, science fiction double feature, but uh, you should be blogging this shit. That's a <laughs> okay. good focus for a blog. I guess so. You tell me to, to shut up. <laughs> so one of the things was George Powell. It says when worlds collide, says George Powell yeah. to his bride. Yeah. And so I recorded a bunch of movies off off TCM, but I realized only after the fact that I had recorded a bunch of George Powell movies. Right. And so they had a little group together, but they were movies that I I wanted to see. Yeah, George and Powell it, movies are great. I didn't know much about him. Yeah. Uh, but he was an amazing animator. Yeah. And he did, so we, he, like, he's responsible for, I guess, Gumby and Pokey as, yeah. as well as earlier things. And so there's a, a, a um, something hard, something tunes, fun, funky tunes, funny tunes, something like that, something tunes. Mm. And it's a film that came out in the 80s that collected all these early animated things that he did. Right. Uh, hosted by Gumby and Pokey. Right. And this big T Rex. 
but anyway, he did uh, one film that I recorded was called Atlantis, The Lost Continent. Yeah, I haven't seen that. And it was pretty terrible. Like, it was pretty, pretty horrible. But at one point, the Atlanteans have a death ray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and during the big climax scene, the death ray shoots out this laser beam. And the way they animate it is there's like a glowing blob around whatever the object is, and yeah. then it disintegrates. It's you like, see, they did the same effect in War of the Worlds. Yeah, exactly. George Powell. And George Powell did that, and he yeah. did Time Machine as well. Yep. yep. Uh, and since I bring this up because it's as a, maybe as a teaser for the upcoming HG Wells special we're going to do. Yep. But the uh, it's a, like a blob, and then you see a sort of skeleton, and then poof, oh my gosh, it's all kinda, gone. Right. It's kind of horrific. Yeah. And so, but at the end, they take it a step further. Okay. And the 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 main antagonist of the story, uh, <laughs> he gets zapped with his own weapon, yep. and you see the you see the big glowing pink pink orb, and then the skeleton. But then the skeleton turns into like a uh, like a, a school skeleton, like We're, a real skeleton. Yeah. They hang in a science hang. class. Yeah. yeah. And. Which is often a real skeleton, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the one that they used at the top of the skull oh, cut right. with the hole on the top where they used to hang it from. <laughs> it was like, really? <laughs> you, you couldn't have found one that was more intact or <laughs> filled in that with a little paste? Yeah. Or yeah. just dig up a corpse like uh, the Justice League. <laughs> exactly. Dig up a corpse. The, it's like, like Frankenstein. Weekend at Bernie's. It's like uh, he brings back a brain, you know, yeah, it was from Abby Normal. <laughs> Abby Normal? You idiot. That's abnormal. So the other thing, that the other movie that we watched yep. by George Powell was, um, and Holden lost interest because it was a little too much of a, just a, wasn't so fun, but it's called Destination Moon. That's a great film. It's a fantastic movie. Yeah. It's so real. Like it, for the time, it was- it's 1950. It was deadly real, like and it's portraying e- it all. It's exactly what happened during yeah. the Apollo missions. Yeah. And they yeah. didn't get hung up on And it's aliens. exciting too. Yeah. So well done. Yeah. And I, I'd only seen that a little while ago. I'd always wanted to see it. And I finally watched it. I'm like, this is great. This is amazing. The, uh, the other thing that I noticed right off the bat was that it opens with a crawl. Yeah. And I don't know. If, after seeing it, I thought I think Lucas has named I, that as a as, a as inspiration. inspiration, not for the crawl necessarily, but just he'd seen that oh, film. He as clearly a kid. lifted the crawl because I don't remember seeing too many crawls right. in any other movies. You right. see them at the end of the film, right? Not in old films usually, right? But you, I've never seen like when I saw it, it immediately struck me as wow, this is just like Star Wars, as yeah. a, and it, which made it seem like this is more unusual than I think. Yeah. Uh, if anybody out there knows of any other films that open with a crawl, let me know. Right. But, uh, well, you know, um, George Powell's first film, I think, was um, Things to Come. Yeah. Based on, I think, maybe was it H.G. Wells' book, Shape of Things to Come? Yeah, that's a Wells book, yeah. Yeah, so he did an adaptation of it. I don't know. I think it doesn't follow the book so much. I'm not a, I haven't read the book. Wow. Well, neither but did War of the Worlds. It's super early, like, not a silent film, but an early talkie. So 30s, like, uh, or somewhere in the 30s, maybe. Yeah, his career starts in the early yeah. 30s. And it's a great movie, too, and it's super early. But it's got a lot of suspense, and the sh- they do crazy shit, but it kind of makes sense. It's like a look f- into the future, what the future was going to be like in the 30s. Hmm. That's really good. 
Well, it was, uh, it occurred to me like with Destination Moon or, or War of the Worlds even that, you know, Wells inspired so many people to, you know, make amazing movies or scientists to become like the scientist who yep. created the first multi-stage rocket, yep. uh, even laser laser rays that started in the 50s being really worked out. It's all tri- in tribute to H.G. Wells. Right. And here's this uh, George Powell film, Destina- Destination Moon, which highlights, it's a, you know, clearly what George Powell liked H.G. Wells. He kept pulling from his his repertoire yeah, to yeah. like build his own career. Yep, yep. But with Destination Moon, they highlight the multi-stage rocket. They they follow so many Wellsian things. Yep. And uh and based on the science that was inspired by Wells that was now becoming more popular and more in use. The yeah. multi-stage rocket was still a regular a relatively new thing. Yep. Talking about like uh, uh going to the corporate sector as opposed to government. Right. You know, which is where we are today. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty great. I really enjoyed that yeah, movie. It was great. I highly recommend Destination Moon. But I think that's it for our Justice League episode. It would be an injustice if you failed to rate and subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you might be listening to us on. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course our YouTube channel. And, like and MySpace. Videos. We're on MySpace? We're I didn't know we had a MySpace page. It's Is hot. it like it's neon, hot, blinking, you know, <laughs> shit come, comes into the side and then goes out the other side? It's a little pixelated. I'll MySpace. say that. MySpace. Oh, no. my God. There's no MySpace. So, it still exists, though. Uh, so be sure to uh, like us and uh, comment on all those uh, good social media feeds that we manage. And uh, that's it. I'm Batman and friends. I'm friend. Robin, Aquaman, Superman, to the Batmobile. This is a job for all of us. What about us? We need you to stay here and monitor the trouble alert. Contact us by Bat Radio if you need us.